When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code WATP. 20% off your order and free shipping. Episode 240. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. 240. I thought we were almost finished. 240. The whole place stinks. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. Uh, I'll do this for you, Pat. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that's hosted by a guy who puts on buffalo horns and red, white, and blue face paint before storming Bill Stadium. I'm Carl. With me this week, a man who thinks your podcast stinks and is once again correct. It's Pat Oates, everybody. And I love that everyone that listens to this will now write that to me on Twitter. And it's weirder to read it than it is to hear it. Like, just as someone write, your podcast stinks is odd. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, link to our Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Right before we started recording this, I just dropped the latest crossover episode, WATP and the Dick Show. We talked about Frenemies. We talked about the Fat Feminist Witch podcast. And then uh, we also did a few more chapters of Fuck Whales, the abortion that Maddox wrote. So you'll want to hop on there to get that exclusive content. Also, shout out to our new Facebook group that's already doxed me. These fucking assholes just can't resist it. Oh, look at what I found. It's, it's Carl's actual name and profile. Good job. Fucking sleuth, sleuth of the year. Thanks for that. Uh, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. We'll have Casey on in a little bit to read those comments. But first, we'll be reviewing a podcast called 1000 Comics Podcast. Pat and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show that's hosted by a gentleman named Matt Heath. I believe he considers himself a comedian. We'll get into that in a little bit. And the latest episode has a guest named Paul Gregory. And these guys, they work out of the Elbow Room in Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut. Pat, you know anything about that? Oh, I, I do know both of them well. And um, uh, Matt, is, <laughs> Matt is not even 30 years old, but he, you know, he acts in everything he talks about is like he was raised in the 80s. It's a very odd man. Like he's a very, he's like a human cartoon. And it's just the way he says things, it's goofy and odd and strange. Been an open micer the entire time. Been a couple, maybe a couple gigs in 10 years, but nothing much. Paul runs, he's the manager of a restaurant, and that restaurant sometimes lets him put on comedy in the basement. That's the comedy club they're talking about. Yeah, because the way they talk about it. So 
this Paul Gregory guy, he's, he's acting like, dude, you're amazing. You're a comedian, but you also run a comedy club. And I can't believe that you're able to, to pull that off because you're a business person, but then you also have to be a comedian. And he even says this at one point. I had a good, I was having a good year last year. And I was getting out a lot. Yeah. I had done a couple. You got to be Mitzi Shore and Pauly Shore at the same time. That's a thought. Uh, dudes, it's not the comedy store. Every single comedian that plays at the Elbow Room, I've never heard of and never will. I don't know what they think this is. Even more so, if you go a little farther in the clip, he doesn't really realize who Mitzi Shore is. Oh, right. He goes, kind of goes, oh, that, that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be a weird two things to be. I'm like, you're not understanding the comparison that you have to be the owner and a comedian. That's what he was saying. Right. But like, yeah, but comparing it to that. And of course, when they talk about where they both learned comedy, of course, once again, if it's Connecticut comedy, my name was dropped in this goddamn episode. Oh, I got no, that for you. I got that. I Here. did not. Bu- I did not book him. Just so we know, he well, just showed up at the open mic. Let's, let's listen it to it. Let's listen to it first. So. Who who booked you on who do you remember who booked you on your first show back then? Oh god. I I think I I I don't know if it was Pat Oates who actually booked me, but it was a it was just a Thursday showcase that they used to run there. Right. And I, I had a five minute spot and uh I mean and for me I that was uh I thought it, that was gonna be the best thing and like I had made it. That was it. It was it was the most ridiculous thing to think at the time. Why would anyone think that they made it because they did an open mic? He's nowhere near to making it now. He's oh, also nowhere near to the microphone. This interview, he's George Carlin and Jim Gaffigan wrapped in what that'll come out. I'm sure at one point. It's amazing. The two of them blew so much smoke up each other's ass. And I know them both. They are guys who are open micers. It was amazing. They're like, well, if someone hears this, they'll just think we're two Seinfelds. Yeah, these people do not suffer from low self-esteem at all. They talk about each other as if they're just two comedy greats having a little conversation that we're all privileged to get in on. This is what you were just talking about, Pat. You know what I like about you, Paul? It's like you have like the 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 genuine dadness of like um like as of like a Jim Gaffigan. Uh-huh. But then like you have like the observational like absurdity of like a like a George Carlin. It's almost like a like a hybrid of the two. Yeah. I think that this guy's more of a hybrid of like John Melendez and a houseplant. The guy couldn't be more boring. There wasn't a single joke told for the entire hour and 10 minutes that I listened to it. In fact, it starts off so depressing. This is, they're talking about this fundraiser that they're doing. And so Paul explains what they're raising funds for. SMA is sort of in the muscular dystrophy family. It's not necessarily the same thing, but it's similar uh, in the fact that it's congenital, it, that it's uh, uh, found in a, it's basically a, it, an, a lack of or weakness of an SM men one protein, not to get too you know much into the chemistry of it. Um, but it's it's actually one in one out of thirty two people are carriers of SMA. So it's actually fairly common to be a carrier really? of SMA, right? So that's boring. You're boring everybody. Quit boring everyone. <laughs> I don't know if this is how they should have started the show. 
I'm sure it's a very important cause. No, it, it, by the way, the enthusiasm with the really was not matched well with that. It's like, you know, it's a disease that deteriorates you. Really? It's like, how do you answer that? It's you don't like, say. Tell Fascinating. Tell me more about dying children. Really? It's like, <laughs> well, I think this guy's son has this affliction, right? That's why. Yes, yeah, I, I, he's, I don't know that much well, but I do know he has a son that is ill. And this day we're trying to do a good cause. But this is the kind of thing, if you're on a podcast, you share a link that people go read about. You don't. You be funny on the podcast, and then you send them to a link to learn about real things. You don't try to explain it. You don't think you should really try to explain like the a, biology a behind the affliction and really get into the molecules that are involved. He fucking lost me on that. What are you talking about? But you were wrong about one thing, Carl. What's that? They, they did tell one joke. Oh, I have um, that. And it was <laughs> that Heath tried to tell a joke about a turkey. I have that. All right. So um, let me and, play this for you because yeah, that was the one joke. It, what happens here is so embarrassing. And this is actually part of a three clip series that I have. Matt, Remind, he remembers this joke that he once told when he was doing a comedy show around Thanksgiving. And he's really proud of himself. And the other guy, because it's such a bad joke, feels compelled to try to punch it up on the spot. Let's listen to this. This is, By the way, this is a long way to go, so hang tight, everybody. There's, there's actually a joke I wrote on Thanksgiving. I, I think this may be kind of off-kilter for a, a, um, a fundraiser show, but... Something that I just I, I, I just couldn't help get out of my head was I don't understand why they give away uncooked turkeys on Thanksgiving to the less fortunate because you're going to give the people that are too lazy to get jobs the hardest meal to cook. The, lo the longest meal to cook. <laughs> so not a funny joke. Cooking turkey is not difficult. You literally place it in an oven for a specific amount of time and then pull it out. There's other things you could do, obviously, but long is is probably makes more sense. So immediately Paul's like, well, yeah, it's the longest thing. It would, it would, if they're really hungry, it would suck up to wait four hours. Like, that would be the joke or something. Not like these and lazy I, also, I hate to be the guy who breaks down a joke completely, but they're usually giving those out to people that are like poor or on food stamps, but still have shelter. If, right. they're, if they don't have anywhere to live and cook, then they go to a place that's going to give them food. They're not going out to people who are in a cardboard box and throwing them a frozen turkey. So that's not even how it works. That would be absurd. That would be a yeah. bit absurd. You actually just cook a meal for those people. Right. Because so they're lazy. Right after that, he's so proud of himself. I just have the, the very end of that last clip and then the next thing that happens here. The lo the longest meal to cook. <laughs> the longest and most patient. No, I mean, I, I, that might be sound evil, but here's my thing. Give away, give away, cook, cook, cook somebody a meal and give it away. You know what I mean? Wow. Yes, we know what you mean. We got the fucking <laughs> joke. We get it. He's so proud of himself. Wait, you get it though? You get it? You know what he means? Yeah, like, wouldn't it be better if we, like, cooked? Because these are lazy fucks, you know? They probably have dark skin. We should be cooking them food, get it? Do you guys get the joke I just told? They're so stupid. They can't even, like, cook or live inside. So, like, we got to just throw them turkeys. You know what's funny is I just remembered that if you gave Stuttering John a raw turkey, he would not be able to cook it. He does not have a working oven in his shitty apartment. I don't know why I keep thinking about things like that. It's none of my business. All right. So this is, right after that happens, these two hack comedians try to be funny and miss in every way possible. This sounds like two amateurs who have never tried stand-up before, 
possibly late teenagers, early 20s. This is all just embarrassing. And turkeys aren't great to cook because they're such a lean bird. They're so muscular that that's why, like, the second it's so hard to, to have They're They're an abomination of nature, and I will not stand for people eating them. And they clearly look like they're still half a dinosaur. Like, it's, it's pre, they're prehistoric looking. Yeah. You know, it, it's creepy to still think that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how they kill the turkeys, but I would imagine it's somewhat of a fight. I just, because I feel like it's, you got to really go in there yeah. with, with some, with some, uh, some force and some ammunition because that, the claws on those things. What the fuck is he talking about? I, I don't, I don't know. Does he not know how food works? <laughs> like, like we have to use force to kill all of them like that's we kill we kill things and eat it like well, I, that's I, how it works i think he thought we were all going to buy into the dinosaur premise which turkeys oh. do not look like dinosaurs or remind oh. me of them in any way but there are people who have said that chickens and turkeys have the talons that are kind of like that if you really want to go that weird but they may be the talons but no they're birds that we, that's the most one of the most common foods that people eat it's not weird now, if you just tried to say, like, a bat or something, I'd get it. It's a turkey. It's a national food. I could kill a turkey with just some steel-toed boots. I don't think it would be that difficult. They're not very fast. One large rock. <laughs> right. This guy's like, how do you even fucking get these things? Decent aim. Remember, <laughs> Pat, they're trying to promote a comedy show and sell tickets. They promote it multiple times. If I'm listening to the show, and thank God nobody did, but if I'm listening to this show and I'm wondering, should I go to this comedy show or not? There's no fucking way I'm going to this comedy show. See, the problem with this is, and I think I know both of them. Matt is a guy who's a very, a very goofy person. He just loves the fact that he has to say he's a comedian. He, yes, he's been doing tell. it for years. So not, not doing a lot. He's recorded two comedy albums that he's put out himself. <laughs> he, yeah. he made them both sound like Adam Sandler albums. Like he does his own sketches and skit. It's very strange, odd shit. And Paul is a guy who likes to be told that he's important. Yes. They were a perfect marriage to be together because Matt wanted to be accepted and Paul wanted to be told you're worth it. But he's really just running a show under the place that he brings the onion rings out for. Like yeah. that's I picked yeah. up on and that I, too. I, I performed there. It's an okay place. I've 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 taken the door and I recorded an album there myself. I didn't give them the money. I said I'll take the door <laughs> in charge or whatever and it was fine but i didn't like dealing with them but the two of them are yeah talking blowing smoke all day yeah i could tell because never once did paul go well it's, it's not that big a deal we put on a couple shows a week and you know it's it's where i work anyway instead he's just like yeah man you know a lot of people oh this is great he actually talks about how he, he, people don't even see him as a comic anymore because he's such a great business person you get to, it's it's a it's a privilege to be able to see the business side of things and then approach that as a comic. Uh, and by the way, I am thank you for reminding everybody that I am a comic uh, and not just an owner. Um, so, <laughs> because I don't get booked ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the reason why you don't get booked. Uh, do you want to book that guy? I don't know. I heard he works at a restaurant. I don't think we should book. No, it's because you're not funny. I couldn't find his comedy anywhere. By the way, I looked for it. It doesn't exist. Him and, I have, him and I have literally had these conversations. He used to, like, I did used to run the comedy club they're talking about. I did run a comedy club for a little while. So he'll, people will call me for advice. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, but 
And he always had that problem. People aren't respecting me as a comic. I go, well, you need to separate them. It's not about them. You need to go out and be, work very hard as a comic and then have another job, which happens to be the comedy club. But it's going to be hard to do that. But he wasn't good at either one. And also, they're, they're, they are personally, when you're talking, they're the two of the saddest, most depressing people you've ever met. Yeah. So it's really weird for me to hear them both saying how great and tremendous they are because they both don't believe that. I actually know that for a fact. Right, it's, it's it was like, and and everything that you're telling me, because you know these people, I picked up on just from listening to them talk for a little over an hour. I totally picked up on the vibe, and it's funny because it's as if they were pretending to be on an actual podcast someone would listen to. And at one point, the guy even calls him out because Paul knows no one's ever going to hear this. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's fucking. I this guy, one, that part. Yeah, it's it's the one thousand <laughs> comics podcast. Like, who's ever who's ever heard of such a thing? So he calls him out here. Anybody's watching. Nobody's watching. <laughs> no, they're gonna listen later. This is all people listen to my podcast, Paul. And I'm good. telling you, people on wondering. the scene are gonna listen to this episode. Get more coffee. That's all. Get um, more coffee. So he takes offense to that right away. And Pat, if you came on here, you're just like, I don't care what I say on WATP. Nobody even hears it. I wouldn't be like, oh, this is this is true. Pat. I'll show you my download numbers. First off, let me explain something. I did as much research as I could into this podcast. It doesn't exist as a podcast. There is no platform that it's on. You can only find it through YouTube, and there's 23 fucking views, and I'm guessing Matt is 10 of those. And so, it's mixed in. It doesn't even have a separate channel. It's it's mixed in with all his other videos and cartoons. And yeah, it's not easy so to like find. You have to like dig through just to find podcasts. Right. It's not even easy to find. And so, rightfully, Paul says... No one listens to this show, and instead of just laughing it off, this guy gets all defensive. You'd be surprised at the power I have as a broadcaster. Yeah, we'd be shocked. Of course, now people are actually hearing it, so it's kind of weird how this is all working out, but at the time, nobody was listening to this. Well, what I like about that, too, is that all stemmed from, I guess, Paul hit play. They were doing it live, and Paul... Hit, hit on his phone, whatever, so we could hear them what they just said. That's when Matt got mad because it was unprofessional all of a sudden. Dude, as Paul was getting up and going to get a coffee during the show. So, I mean, everything was unprofessional in that moment. Yeah, this is, I don't even know how you do this. I, I, I fucked up every single way possible for recording a podcast. I don't know how you you get this like two second delay and he, start hearing it back. Let's go yeah, back one. again to, to uh, Joker's Wild. Oh. oh, turn that off, Paul. You're you're ruining the audio ruin here. We can't it. listen to the podcast <laughs> as we record the podcast. We're de <laughs> we're derailing very quickly. I don't know how to turn it off. God damn it! Just turn off your phone. And the show has reached a new low. Now, obviously, that's a fuck up that I'm going to point out because that's what I do. It's my job. But the biggest problem I had with this show was the levels at which they were recorded. Matt, the host, is 10 dBs louder than Paul is at every single time. Every single time they're talking. And there's a reason for that. They recorded it on a comedy club stage for some reason. We just uh, set up a table on the stage in the comedy club, and the, it was it was the first um Ever episode of the show recorded on stage in a comedy club. So that's kind of cool. No, it's not. You know what would be cool is if you recorded it in a podcast studio with a guy who's mixing it. And then maybe afterwards you could master it and it would sound good. That would be cool. That's what I would have done. 
Okay, if you recorded it live in front of a, an audience at a comedy club and then used the audio, okay, that's cool because you're live at a packed out comedy club. You're alone. Yeah. Just in an empty building. Right. When it's clo- and they even said when it's closed. Yeah, go in the green room. There's probably better acoustics in there. Like, what's the there, point there of being. There is no green room. Oh, <laughs> I forgot it's the basement of a restaurant. By the way, it's the basement, and that stage <laughs> is the size of Ilian Gonzalez's raft. It's the, it's the smallest <laughs> goddamn stage. The place is a basement. It doesn't. It doesn't even have like you could see like the insulation up top. Like there's no acoustics to it. So it's like that's why the echoing is there. It's it's the worst place to record a podcast. They should rename it the non-comedy cellar. Non-comedy cellar. Uh, Stand up underground. I think the name is. Oh boy. All right, I want to get back to this fundraiser that they're promoting. He talks about the killer lineup that they're going to have. Uh, great comics that are going to be on it. We got Cliff Mula. We got Mega Harrison. Who's that? We got Dan Brown. Who's that? We got Mo Green. Who's that? And we got uh, Rex Caesar. Who are these people? Who's that? So, I'm, I don't live in Hartford. Maybe these, these are big names. In not, I mean, they are all nice people. But they are all open mic comics who do the open mic there. I mean, Dan Brown was once my roommate. I guess that's his credit. Um, <laughs> but besides that, they're all they're all nice people. Have five ten minutes each. I don't know who Rex Caesar is, and weirdly enough, in Connecticut, everyone knows who I am. I don't know that last guy. But those are all. It's a showcase. They're get, they're probably not getting paid. And they're doing a fundraiser. They're definitely not getting paid. They've never gotten paid for doing comedy. None of these people they just mentioned have ever gotten paid for doing comedy. But I have good news, Well, sometimes everybody. those people pay each other. So that's how they get paid. <laughs> Fair enough. They put on a show and they go, I'll give you 10 bucks if next week you give me 10 bucks. Like, ooh. Oh, I, I played in shitty local bands for years. I know how this works. Like, oh, we'll go support you. You come support us. It'll look like we have audiences. Neither of you do. I get it. Uh, all right. So this is good news, everybody. So this is a uh, an event that they're holding to raise funds for this very serious affliction, SMA, spinal muscular atrophy. And uh, we, you, you wonder, is this going to be a super spreader event? We can't stress that enough that we are complying with the rules of uh, COVID. Correct? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'd like to say everything is extra sanitized, but it's a, re- it's a restaurant here that we have. It's a comedy club. A lot of places are doing that should be doing that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest factor is we're limiting our capacity to about 30 people in our showroom. <laughs> 30 people? Why are they promoting it? If I was doing it over 30 people, I'd just tell my friends and family to go there. You, you can, 30 people. And also 20 bucks a head, 30 people. They're trying to raise funds for SMA. That's $600. That's the, obviously no one's no one performing is getting a dime. Like I like I said, I've performed there at capacity when it before COVID, it can hold eighty five probably in that place. It's the basement. Once again, it's it's not sat well anything like that in any way. When he said earlier in another part of the podcast of the podcast, he said one guy had the biggest sellout since October when they reopened with thirty people. <laughs> and it's like, wow, he's like he did it. He sold the thirty. But I'm just wondering. Will $600 move the needle on the research needed to solve this affliction? That's what I want to know. Is this, is this going to put an end to SMA? It's all you needed. Six, they actually can <laughs> cure it twice. Um, with $600, you can cure it, you can catch it, and you can cure it again. That's how, 
That's how wonderful they were on this show. All right, so Paul Gregory does a thing that is one of my biggest pet peeves. He was asked, how did you start stand-up comedy? And he tells this fucking story that there's no way it's true, but everyone loves to tell this story. He's so reluctant to be this amazing comedian that he is today. I had a couple friends that I played football with at the time, and they uh, they were the ones that sort of, you know, I was, it was a typical thing, oh, you should do stand-up. Dude, you got to do stand-up. You should really get on. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they drug me to an open mic, and I did it, and it was okay. No one's ever been dragged to an open mic by their friends because they thought they were so funny. They should just get up there and try stand That's never happened. This story has been told a thousand times. It's never happened once in reality. Well, I guess you don't want to hear my story then. Oh, yeah, all your friends told you you're way too funny. You got to go up and try well, and You're like, I don't that, want that, to. That, to be honest, that was never the case. No one ever told me I was too funny. <laughs> but I was tricked. My buddy thought it'd be funny if we went to a bar that had a comedy contest and embarrassed me by signing me up for it. Right. So I didn't know I would have to go on stage. We sat there drinking, eating wings, and they announced my name. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, ah, why not? He was goofing so I went up yeah, and more I of a won hazing the encouragement. So I, no one yeah. told me I was good. He was kind of doing it to embarrass me. Yes. And then I ended up liking it and I won a hundred bucks. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I could do it. But what's great about that is this idea that you're reluctant to sign up for an open mic, but your friends just talk you into it. If you decide that you want to get up on stage and try to be funny for five minutes, that's in you. No one can talk you into doing that. You obviously want to do that. And if you ask your friends, like, hey, should I do this open mic? And they go, yeah, try it. Oh, <laughs> they drug me there. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do. And then since ever since then, he's just been performing in one place. Like, <laughs> that was one part he talked about. Where it says, he goes, it's even weird when I go other places. I'm like, that's on you, man. You got to go to other places. They, comedy, they do comedy more than one place. So I love that they talk about comedians as if they're part of the club which is one of my favorite things. Uh, this is them talking about which comedians, if they were in Connecticut, would come down to the elbow room and uh, do a set there. I think Chappelle wouldn't care. I, you know, I think he would, if he had nothing better to do for some weird reason, I think he would show up. I, same thing with, you know, <laughs> Bill Burr and stuff. I don't, I don't think they lose it as much as other celebrities do. You think Dave Chappelle wants to play for 85 people in the basement of a Hartford restaurant? That's what you think? Oh, it's 30 people now. <laughs> right, 30, uh, 30 people. people. And Bill Burr, I don't know if you know this, but he's the star of Star Wars now. He doesn't need to be in Hartford playing for 30 people. I don't know if you know that. What the fuck are they oh. talking about? And I'm saying this as a joke. I'm one of the biggest names they've ever had there. I don't know what they're talking about. That's ridiculous. And they were lucky to have me, sadly. Okay. And there's it's, no humility here. It's, it's not like they're saying this shit tongue-in-cheek. This is all real to them. Oh, believe me. Paul's the kind of guy that would reach out to Deja Bell. Hi, Deja Bell. It's me, Paul Gregory. And I would like it if you came to my show. I can't pay you, but I can give you a burger. But that would be it. They also know why great comedians become great comedians. They understand the formula for it, as in this example. For some reason, it pops into my head that, that you, know, you know why Judd Apatow is the guy that he is today? It's because when his mother worked as a waitress at a comedy club, and he was kind of like raised in a, in a comedy it, yeah. club. I think it's because Judd Apatow is a very talented person and very funny. My mom worked at a bank when I was a kid. I'm not good with money because of it. Like, what, what does it matter what your mom did for a living? How does that have anything to do with anything? 
know so many people whose dads are doctors and they're retarded. Like, that does not make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. None. Judd Apatow sit there with these every day, like, sleeping and getting changed in the comedy. I'm sure she didn't bring him to work every right. day. Right. Was it the worst mom ever? Because she's working in a nightclub. I'm hoping she's not bringing her kid there. Hey, Judd Apatow's not a good stand-up comic. Well, great writer and creator. He's a great writer and creator. He's not uh, that, that Netflix special was rough. But I didn't uh, watch uh, it. E- either way, he's still better than either one of them. But I like that he's he gave that fact. Listen, you do podcast, I do podcast. If I ever give a fact I got obviously from another podcast, I say, Oh, I heard this on Rogan. He obviously doesn't know Judd Apatow. Where did you <laughs> Get this weird info. Yeah. You listen to like Pete Holmes or something, and you got to say that. I was listening to Pete Holmes, and they said that also he's like, I know Judd's mom or something. Yeah. It's weird. You know, that's what I mean. The way that they talk about comedians, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're just like observational, like Carlin, and, and you're kind of like a father figure. Like Jim Gavin is like, dude, you don't, you don't know these fucking people. You've memorized their sets. I understand that, but you're not part of that club. Speaking of club, they're glorifying joker's wild comedy club throughout this whole thing that was my personal hell and i couldn't wait to leave it it was run by gangsters and bikers and they just used it to funnel money and i that's why these morons got to perform there because i wasn't allowed to spend any cash so i just used these idiots just to be clear on that one makes it sense. wasn't a good club yeah. <laughs> i want to prove how bad matt heath is a stand-up so you mentioned he put out a couple of albums First one is become is like the Connecticut fun joke. A lot of us have it, and we just play it. We want to laugh at things like in the wrong way. Uh, bowl, you know, uh, died and went bowling. I think it's called. Well, I have a clip on here that, by the way, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to laugh at things that suck. So I'm with you on <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. my friend. This is Matt Heath, and his stand-up special starts with this. This is the first joke out of the gate on his stand-up. He must think this is how he starts his set. He must think. This is killer material. This clip, I'm going to warn you, is two minutes long. And this is one joke. Okay? There's a lot of setup for this punchline. So sit back, grab a cold one. Do you need a minute? You want to go to the fridge? Okay, here we go. I've been doing this comedy thing for a little while, folks. You know, I made a CD. I started giving it out to people. I, uh, I uh, saw Dave Coulier at one of his shows. You remember the guy who played Uncle Joey on Full House? <laughs> yeah, I gave, I gave him my CD. I didn't think it was gonna further my career or anything. I just wanted it to be 10, 20 years from now. I got a daughter, maybe, we're both sitting on the couch. She goes, you wanna watch Full House, Dad? And I go, you think Dave Coulier ever listened to my comedy CD? <laughs> 30, 40 years from now, I got a granddaughter, maybe. We're both sitting on the couch. She goes, you want to watch Full House, Grandma? You think Dave Coulier ever listened to my comedy CD? <laughs> Sixty, seventy years from now, I'm lying in my deathbed. I'm in a hospital somewhere. Terms of endearment comes on the television. You think Jeff Daniels ever listened to my comedy scene? Because by that I'll be old and dying. 
and I'll have forgotten who I gave my comedy CD to. And Jeff Daniels kind of looks similar to Dave Coulier. <laughs> So my girlfriend wanted to get a cat recently, so, you guys. Uh, Pat Oates, you're a comedian. Do you ever explain your joke immediately following the punchline? Do you ever do that? No, because usually that's the whole point of a comic is that they're supposed to get it. Like It's, it's kind of on you to do it. Now, first of all, that is his most famous joke. Now, I say that in a fucking very pug-in-cheek oh, no. way. That's his bog hit transplant? You don't understand yet because people would go up to him and go, Dave Coulier, like, like mocking him. Like, they would not stop. He really did. He went to Dave Coulier performed at the Funny Bone in Connecticut. Oh, I believe he that. He went there to watch it and literally just handed him his CD. He wasn't on the show. He went as a fan and said, Here, here you go, guy who was on Full House. Listen to this so he could write that bit. So, Immediately following that, the reason why I left that last piece in there is to prove that that was the end of that bit, but also to remind myself that his next joke is my girlfriend wanted to get a cat and this joke took forever too. I'll just sum it up real quick. So we go down to the shelter and I say, Hey, can we get the cat to quad? And my girlfriend says, no, that's inhumane. And I said, are we going to get it neutered? And she said, yes, of course. He goes, well, if you were given the choice guys, and then you'd think it would be like, yeah, okay, we got it. He explains, would you rather have your fingertips cut off or your balls? Am I right? Because I'd rather have my fingertips cut off. I still have my ball. It's like, yes, okay, we get it. Jesus fucking Christ. You He's not one asshole. to leave something to the imagination. No, he, he, needs, he needs you to know. Now, I want you to know that audio was recorded at Joker's Wild at the open mic. Um, he... <laughs> All the clips on there are from open mics. He just took several. He didn't have like a long set anywhere. So he would just do the five minutes. He would record two or three things and I would listen to it. Now he added laughs, obviously, because the place was never (laughs) even that full ever. He added laughs to that. But I can hear glasses in the background. I know that my waitresses were drunk or on coke and dropping things. I can hear the noises of them. Like that's what he would do. All these clips were from the open mic. So this show that he's doing is called 1000 Comics, and it's because he wants to interview 1000 Comics. I think he should change the name to one comic and just keep trying. Eventually, he might accomplish that goal. Should. And he's asked me to be on, and I have, I, and you know me, Carl, I'm, not, I'm a whore. I yeah. say yes to everything. I have not been on that show. Uh, <laughs> you were on Shitty Song of the Week a couple of times. I mean, you don't say no to a lot. No, yeah, just kidding, Brandon. Just oh, kidding, I'm Brandon. The, I, I, I beg them sometimes. Like, please, can we just can we discuss some more genres of like you know EDM or something? Brandon's uh, actually in the the Discord right now. I'm joking with you, buddy. I've been on that show. They, a couple they, times. they know I love them. Uh, oh, so listen to this. This is the description of the show on YouTube. This specific episode that we're talking about. In this very special episode of 1000 Comics Podcast, our host interviews Paul Gregory. So. Does he have a staff of people writing descriptions for him? Why is he pretending he's not the one who wrote that? Our host interviews Paul Gregory. When I write descriptions, it's from my point of view. You know I'm the one writing it. I'm not like outsourcing that type of thing. I'm posting the podcast and writing the description at the same time. This guy's like, yeah, this very important podcast host interviews this very important comedian on today's episode. I'm not buying it. Why is it our host and not Matt? It's just Matt. Yeah. Matt interviews. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing, too. It's kind of like a fucking mystery who this guy is. Like, just announce yourself. It's okay. 
Oh, he, 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 uh, does he tell people that he's the voice of Jerry Seinfeld at the beginning? Or oh God, yeah, that, that was that, that was thing. painful. Is it? Yeah, he does. And then the cartoon draw. I don't know what the whole setup of the podcast is, but no, he has no staff. Obviously, he's so sad. He talks about that the one time Paul Gregory met him. Paul Gregory told him, "Don't worry about being all alone. It'll get worse." Was, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the stories. Banter. That was one of the stories he told. He's just like, yeah, Paul, you know what I remember about you is that I got dumped when I was 21 and I was really bummed out about it. And you told me, you'll get dumped by tons of other chicks. Okay. Don't even remember that one. There'll be worse things in your life. Just keep drinking. (laughs) I'd heard another clip from like two podcasts earlier where the guy's like, hey, hey. Oh, I got the intro. This is the intro to episode 55. Now, keep in mind, no one's ever heard this podcast before. So if somebody were to stumble upon it, and this is what I always think about with WATP is there's somebody listening for the very first time. You want to put your best foot forward. You want to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it as if there's someone who's has no idea what you're up to. This is how he opens up his 55th episode. Welcome to the 1000 comics podcast. It's your host, Matt Heath. How you doing folks? What's new out there? How you doing? I'm good. You good. I'm good. I, um, I'm, uh, sober a little over a month now i uh got my uh one month chip from uh aa and uh i'm learning how to be more introspective no one told me there was gonna be boasting is this your diary dude like save that shit like why why are you putting this on a podcast what's he doing it also was so awkward he, like how you doing? I'm a, I'm doing good. You doing good? I'm doing good. You're not doing good. You're not doing good because two seconds later you're like, yeah, I think I got my chip. I'm struggling. I'm doing all right. I, I've got people to talk. To. <laughs> yeah, is this guy only an alcoholic because okay. he gets a sponsor out of it? Oh, I have a friend now. <laughs> that was mean. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you, he, they all have his CD. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no it. shit. <laughs> it's a captive audience. <laughs> Uh, Second album got him fired. I know that. Oh, from uh, from what? What kind of job did he have? He was a teacher, and I think he recorded the kids on the album and, uh, at the school, and then he handed it out to all the teachers. And then like they heard it. They go, wait, you can't record the kids at school and all put right. them on your album. I just figured it out. The reason why he explains his jokes is because he assumes that we're as stupid as he is. That makes sense. Or we're kids. Or <laughs> we're the children that he's handing this out yeah. to. You know whose kids are really smart are Paul's. Paul is explaining comedy to his kids. One of them is 10. I don't know how old the other ones are. But he's explaining comedy. And listen to how well they grasp these concepts. And they, they get it. They're getting older now. And they sort of get it. And they understand that what's clean and what's unclean is, is not has nothing to do with being dirty, really. It's about the writing. It's mm-hmm. about the approach of the that the performer takes towards their act. It's how they want to convey their message. What a pretentious fuck. My 10-year-old understands that, yeah, Brian Regan's a clean comic, but we don't consider him a clean comic because he's just so good at crafting a joke. It's not about being clean. It's like, dude, what, is, what the fuck are you talking about? Your kids are not having these well, thoughts. Even- no, and even if they were, what's funnier is that he just says everything wrong. It's like, it's about clean and unclean, not dirty. What the fuck do you think unclean means? <laughs> I know. I don't understand that at all. It's the word. No, not at all. I mean, I understand what he was trying to say because when he used to message me all the time and go, Pat, I don't know. They want me to do clean comedy, but I don't fucking know how to do that. I'm like, right there, Paul. You can't swear. And I'm going to teach him. 
and he just go, oh, I can't mention cunt. Like, no, you can't, Paul. That's not clean. You just kind of would mention it. You kind of like just leave it to the imagination. So, yeah, he's just explaining how I explained it to him once. I could tell he didn't grasp the concept because I was lost in that conversation. 10-year-old kids watching Bill Burr with a disease. Like, what are we, what are we doing? We're trying to raise money for you. You're watching Burr. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for him to, sh- to show up at the elbow room. Then the kid could see Bill Burr. If you can get Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle to show up and your kid has an illness, that's the time to call. <laughs> right. <laughs> they might say yes to that because they feel bad. I will tell you that the club has been a success and the way they measure success is the fact that they're not closed yet. But I, th- I think you even have to look at still hanging on as a major success. I mean, even some of like the like like greatest comedy clubs are shutting down like during this pandemic. But like we lost like Danger Fields in right. New York, you know, like Danger Fields is a fucking dump. I've been there. Um, it's it's ghost town. It's, I, I don't know how that was ever a club. No, and it's it's literally like one of those clubs, like from like a like a scary movie type yes. thing. Like you wouldn't want to go. Ghosts are performing there, and Dude, also the ghost was bartending. The guy was 112 years old who was fucking bartending. I'm like, I kind of wanted that gin and tonic tonight, but whatever, whenever you're ready, sir. <laughs> the best part about them saying that is that once they said that, I went to their website. Evan had a show since January 2nd. So I do think they're closed now. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Smoke I, I had a buddy hit me up and say, are they, is the elbow room still doing their open mic? And I said, I don't know. I've never gone. I don't go to it. And then he goes, I just looked it up. They don't do open mics anymore. And I don't think they have shows anymore. So yeah, I think that was, I think they're done. Well, he tries to sell me on his club and it doesn't work. The, the, the funny bone and the comics, you know, in the Mohegan sun and the stress fact, they're, amazing clubs they're uh, you go there they're uh, amazing rooms they're you know what i mean they're they're a rooms and they're just totally uh you know unbelievable with the stuff that they you know the talent that they have there but there's but that's not who we are why would you say that you know those places that really funny comedians we're the opposite of that Uh, okay well i guess i won't be going to your place then doesn't understand when you speak business stuff and when you how you promote right when he was trying to do this and took on this job of like while you're running the restaurant you can also run a comedy club downstairs he messaged me and i said listen do you have any budget he's like no not really any budget at all i go then you need to depend on the young comics around you and make them proud of the place so they get some people to come because you can't afford real comedians you don't tell people that. That was a thing I told him in private so he could make money. It's like I even used it as an example of you're either the GM of the Pittsburgh Pirates or the GM of the Yankees. If you can't afford a lot of good people, you make people take pride in your shitheads that you have. But you don't fucking say it out loud on a podcast to promote your fundraiser. I mean, in his defense, no one got that far into the podcast. That was like 50 minutes into the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so no one else heard that except for me. But yeah, how stupid is this guy? I mean, obviously the club is now closed, so he's pretty fucking dumb. But he's patting himself on the back the entire episode about how well he does running a Wednesday night open mic. And then he goes on to say, and we've never had a funny comedian here. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Good job. <laughs> We don't have these big... He names all the better players. Like, that, that, that's like when a comic <laughs> goes to 
goes on stage and his credits are, here's the three better people I've opened for. It's like, why would you say that? Because now I want to see, like, I've opened up for Chris Rock. I want to see Chris Rock now. Don't remind me of Chris Rock. Don't tell me about three better clubs. I'll and, go to those clubs. Right, he mentions clubs that are all in driving range. It's not I like mean, he's talking it, about, well, you know. tickets are the same price. Yeah, we're talking, he's like, we're not the comedy store. I mean, we know the talent that L.A. does. No, he's talking about other places in Connecticut, in and around Connecticut, you fucking idiots. Damon is three clubs I get to perform at. And I was like, I'm excited. Thank you. But like they're all, some of them sometimes will charge cheaper to let people come in. He's charging 20 bucks, the same price as those huge, those the clubs for nobody. Wow. Uh, and then the thing they do on this podcast that always proves to me that neither of them actually want to be there or having fun is the way they wrap it up. All right, Paul, I think we're, um, we're, we just hit an hour a, a few minutes ago. I and, like um, that's how you just determine that the podcast is over because you hit an hour. When I've hated someone I'm talking to, that's how I've done it. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Like <laughs> oh, the you know what? Pat, the Bills game is about Usually to start. Like Eleven oh minutes, God, Carl. We're almost at two hours or something like that. Like wow, it's flying. But when you go, oh, we hit an hour a few minutes ago. Like dude, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously watching the clock very closely. It's just and remember, Matt is in Paul's club. Right. Paul's not throwing them out. They could talk forever. Could have gotten a ton more audio, maybe found something funny at one point, and then edited it together. But nope. Let's just cut it off right now. We just talked for an hour. We did it. You know, I'm just going to play one more clip. This is going back towards the beginning where he's introducing his show and he's introducing his guest, and he's very excited to be doing something that's never been done before. I'm, I'm real excited to finally be doing something like this. This is different. This is um, something where... We're playing to a Facebook audience for our fundraiser, and we're playing to my YouTube crowd. So we got two completely different worlds of a brand new experience. Wow! Streaming to Facebook and YouTube? I can't, he's a pioneer. I can't believe it. And I love By the way, now I understand why the feedback was there. I guarantee you, he just went Facebook Live on his phone. Yes! Thank yeah, you. That's, that's the he mystery. Did. He put Facebook on the phone and just did the audio. It made it aim at them while he was recording on YouTube. Mystery solved. And the reason why he did that was to look at the real-time comments that were coming in, of which there were zero. I wonder what kind of feedback we're getting. Oh, I'm the one giving feedback. Whoops. <laughs> All right. Even, even Paul saying, I don't even know how to turn this off, which means that Paul was watching it. Paul was on the podcast and watching himself on the there's no more egotistical thing in the world like i want to watch me live like you're you are live you're on i will say that overall from the experiences i have listening to podcasts when two comedians get together to suck each other's balls it is super boring and pretentious but this was next level because these are nobodies who obviously have never crafted a good joke who are trying to crack themselves up at some points and at other points are just bland and painfully boring for no reason whatsoever. There was no reason for this conversation to exist. And that being said, I will guarantee you that Matt will message you right when this comes out and goes, I would love to be on your show. I know Dave <laughs> Coulier. And he will message you and, and ask. I actually, just because I, that's the way I am. I messaged him yesterday and said, so, you know, there's this podcast and he had not heard of it. And I go, well, you're going to, um, and it's called who are these podcasts and you are going to be featured on it, my friend. And he goes, Pull no punches. And I'm like, oh, I will not. Oh, we're springboarding his career today here on WATP. 
this is the kind of guy that will be very excited about this. Paul, not so much, but but Matt will actually take this as a badge of honor. Oh, good. I hope that he does. And he's uh, that kind of guy. He will laugh at this. He he actually in, in like kind of like me, and that's why I was like kind of happy to offer it up. He'll listen to it and make, probably make some changes. He's that kind of guy. Fix your audio, Matt, please. The levels are terrible. You need to mix it better. You need to learn how, mic control, which every comedian should already know, but you guys obviously did not. And uh, since I'm talking to Matt directly, if you ever want to come on this show and t- tell your Dave Coulier joke, you are more than welcome, my friend. We will have you on. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. I want to say to you, Pat Oates, Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year, ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. I know that my New Year's resolution of 2021, Chris, (laughs) I'm just not shaving my balls enough. And I know people don't like when I talk about shaving my balls, but it's a very important part of the grooming process. And if you're not doing it, it's not cool. Agreed. Happy 2021. Spoiler alert. Hairy nuts are still gross. Step into the new year with a tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The perfect package 3.0 is the below the waist grooming package you need to start off the year strong. Come out of quarantine with clean balls. Come out of quarantine. (laughs) Joe Biden just got elected. What are you talking about? Come out of quarantine with clean balls. Thanks to the lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to shine the light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. (laughs) I think they wrote this before Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. Whoops. Let me read that again. This is funny. This is good copy. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to shine a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. I mean, we're all predicting this is going to be a great year, right? It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort... The Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WATP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code WATP at manscaped.com. And uh, use the promo code WATP. New year, new balls. Nice. <laughs> That's the New Year copy for Manscaped. Uh, Next time we'll have different copy, but uh, that's good. <laughs> that's good listen, stuff. I like that. Those a lot. guys were invading the White House. I was like, "How are they so quick?" I'm like, "Oh, their balls are shaved. It must be Manscaped." No chafing. Did you see anybody in there itching their crotch while they were taking a selfie? Oh. Not a single one. They all seemed confident. Right. Exactly. All right. I have to play something uh, real quick for you guys. This will be a short segment, but it's very important. All right. I have to tell you that I was watching the Anthony Cumia show the other day 
on Compound Media. It's the place where Pat and I met for the first time was the Anthony Cumia show. Pat uh, has been a guest on there a number of times. I'm sure you'll be back again soon. I get to just start saying the N-word again. They'll let me back on. Uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> That's the um, formula. I'm kidding. They're, they're wonderfully racist people. No, they're great. Uh, so Anthony brought up a tweet that Opie put out there. And this is really amazing. I just want to play. Everyone should subscribe oh, to I Compound Media because it's a lot of fun. This is Anthony with Dave Landau. And they're talking about somebody tweeted at Opie saying... Why aren't you as big as Rogan or you should be as big as Rogan? And uh, Opie replied in just the most opiest way possible. Rogan would be very easy to beat. I haven't ruled it out yet. <laughs> so so with everything Opie's done since he was fired from Sirius, he could at any time get on some platform, I don't know what, uh, and get a podcast and beat Rogan. Why would Opie tweet that he would be able to beat Rogan easily? I, because of you, follow Opie. Uh, it's the only reason why. So I can like, like I go, I can hear it first. I go, okay, wait till Carl talks about this. <laughs> and I read that right away. And then I heard Kumi talk about it too. And I was like, even for Opie, that was delusional. Like that was insane. Well, the guy was given a chance to be successful at podcasting by Westwood One. They said. We're going to hire you. We'll build a studio for you. Whatever you need. OP Radio is now a podcast. And last I checked, Westwood One has a hundred different podcasts on their platform. OP could not make it a year with them. He's always, he's always blamed whoever his sidekick was. It's always their fault. It's always, it's always something wrong. That was back when Carl Ruiz was still alive and he couldn't make it work. Okay, so Anthony explains why OP would not be able to overtake Joe Rogan if he tried. Um, Opie is a boring guy. He's a boring guy. And when he's interviewing someone, for whatever that is, I don't even think it's an interview. It's just this inane rambling that he does. Uh, It's not interesting. When it's him alone, it's really not. It's this off-base just fucking whatever he sees hey bottle cap you know dude a bottle cap and then a pen i saw a pen. that's the opster so to like to even say that he would beat rogan why don't you start with fucking uh start with a, a, a start with a little bit of a lower profile show yeah. <laughs> start with 1000 comics podcast i can do better than okay. matt heath like okay yeah all right let's let's try that first you know what though opie with matt heath could be the show that does it oh that's a, that they would teamed up together hey you know dave coulier opie do you know him <laughs> i just love i could not have said it better anthony could breaking down opie perfectly he's a boring guy and he didn't used to always be this boring it's the reason why we don't really talk about him as much anymore is because all he does is stay inside his house with his family and go on facebook live and read comments from people. It's a very boring existence. He has no life experience, nothing to talk about. He doesn't want to talk about the Opie and Anthony days unless it's on his terms. So there's nothing going on there. He doesn't talk about Jim anymore either. Anything that was ever funny or fun in his life, he does not talk about. Joe Rogan, on the other hand, is a very interesting person. Say what you want. I know JRE is fun to shit on these days and we all want to say he sucks at podcasting. He is a very compelling and interesting person. He lives a fascinating life which is why he's good I, I don't at podcasting. Know if people know this but there's this small company called spotify that donated a couple bucks to joe yeah to, to 
own his rights. He thought he was you pretty good. I mean? just, just the most ridiculous amount of money. He's basically the Tonight Show of podcast. He's become that level. So that's it. When Alyssa Milano said that a while back, like <laughs> I could match with Joe Rogan, we all laughed at her. But I still believe she could do better than Opie. Oh, for sure. I'm sure she's doing better than Opie. Check the charts. I bet it's. I bet we can figure that out. But to your point, though, uh, Dave Landau also brings up a similar point. I'm going. He just made up one hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He was very easy to beat. You should jump on that. I would do it in a second if I knew I could beat him. That way, uh, you would be offered one hundred million dollars. But Opster, he don't care, man. I'm just doing what I like now, dude. That's why it's so absurd to say I'm better than Joe Rogan. It's like, okay, then get the contract. Why why wouldn't you want to make a hundred million dollars? What's stopping you from doing that? If you can, if you can't do it. Then you're an idiot if you don't. If you're just sitting on the potential, which is the greatest show of all times, but just don't feel like it, but want to let people know you could, you're a fucking moron. Uh, it's it's baffling that he puts this on the internet so that we can make fun of him. I do appreciate that. So because they're having this conversation about Opie, you know, Anthony gives us a quick shout out, which I really appreciate. But then he asks a question that I actually have the answer to. So Anthony, this is for you specifically, my friend. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, the Obster today. I can't wait till uh, who are these podcasts get a hold of that. Do him and Sam have the same. Um, th- do they not like each other? Uh, Opie? Opie and Sam. Opie has never really unloaded on Sam. I don't think he likes him. That's for sure. Right. He's sitting in his fucking seat. Like, he right. doesn't. Uh, I don't think he likes that. Because you saw the intern dynamic, but I don't know if yeah, yeah. he evolved from that. No, yeah. but they were off, off mic friends. Uh, or at yeah. least their girls were. Their girls were. That was always a thing with the Opster. His girl and would then be. And that ended quickly once. Sam took over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that did end quickly. Yeah, I don't think uh, Opie appreciates Sam Roberts. So that voice you heard was Garrett, who had a little behind-the-scenes knowledge about their relationship. And apparently when Sam took over the morning show, that relationship fizzled. Now, the question was, Opie talks shit about Jim Norton all the time. He talks shit about Anthony. He talks shit about Roland. He talks shit about every single person he's ever worked with. How does he feel about Sam Roberts? I have the answer. He doesn't talk about Sam Roberts very often. In fact, from what I've documented, this is the one time that he's brought him up. And because of my amazing filing system, when Anthony asked that question, I was able to find it right away. This is from probably a little over a year ago. I honestly could tell you that I think Sam is the worst out of all of them. The guy went on vacation with my family. He was at family functions. He was in the hospital when both my kids were born. And for him to do what he did a few years ago is just unforgivable, to be honest with you. I think he's a very, very damaged person. So that's interesting because Opie hates everybody. And Sam is the worst of all of them. And he doesn't really oh, talk about the, it very much. He's the Hitler. You could tell he's very upset about that. Like, that's the one time he brought it up. He does not want to talk about Sam Roberts. He feels betrayed by that little twink. Yeah, he was there for uh, both his both his children's births. Well, which is funny because he's pissed at Sam, who was there with him on vacation when his kids were born. He's pissed at Anthony because Anthony never came over to his house. Why doesn't Anthony come to my house? Like, which is it? What do you want people to do? 
Can't win. Tired that Sam was there too much and then took an opportunity when handed to him. Can't fucking win with uh, this guy. What, what an asshole. <laughs> what, an, what an asshole. Speaking of assholes. Stuttering John, what has he been up to lately? Well, he's telling elaborate lies on his podcast. He's such a fucking moron. He needs to move a piano or store a piano or get a piano fixed for some fucking reason. This is a big topic that's going on. Pat, you probably haven't heard this yet because you don't you don't subscribe to Stuttering John show, right? I I do not. <laughs> I just guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, guess. I want you to listen to this story and see if you can figure out the problem with this anecdote. The piano has some sentimental value because um, I, I uh, uh, okay, so I, it was in my first house and, you know, I really wanted the piano, you know, cause I, you know, I knew I was having kids and I think my mom as a gift, as a housewoman gift, bought the piano. But not only is it sentimental to me because it was in my first house, it's also sentimental because it has the handprints of a married couple that that lived in that house years and years before from 1955. So it kind of had a special, you know, sentimental value to me. That doesn't make any sense, Rick. His mom bought him the piano as a housewarming gift. Are you following this, Pat? Maybe. Maybe. That's the best part. It has sentimental value, and I think my mom bought it for us. But it doesn't have sentimental value. And then you don't even know who bought it. He doesn't it. even know. And then immediately afterwards, he says, it has the fingerprints of the people who lived in my house previously on it, which means the piano came with the house. And also, these are people who lived in your house before you did? Why is that sentimental? What does that have to do with that? Like, there's people who lived in my house. I never met them. I don't know these fucking people. I, I still get their mail from time to time. Other than that, I don't give a shit about these people. It was like other, that was other people's sentiment. It's not yours. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't have that. I'm looking over at a pool table. Now, the pool table came with the house. I assume the people who lived here before me touched it. I don't give a fuck. I wouldn't want to like carry this to my next house because the people who lived here before me touched the fucking pool table. What does that even mean? What's You're he talking not- about? You're going to leave it in your will to like your children someday because they found it in your house. Oh, my mo- I think my mom got it for me, but it was there when I got there. <laughs> He's so stupid. This done. It's piano, I don't, it's very important to me. I can't remember where it came from, who gave it to me, or why I have it. And I don't even play the piano, but it's very important. <laughs> and it's broken. It doesn't even work. This is, It's the stupidest thing. And I love the trolls that are talking to him because they have the best names. This one's great. Uh... Wearing Crocs in public. John, store your piano at Leno's garage. God knows he's got the room. He does, but there's no way I'm asking Jay to store my piano there. Wearing Crocs in public. Well done, sir. That's fucking funny. So John is shilling. He needs money. He's raising money because he has some goals and he needs money for something very specifically. Uh, Patty Summer, are you actually looking for donations to pay to move a piano? No, I'm not. I, I was just telling a story about this piano. Oh, this is why the piano. See, here's the, here's the thing. I had a piano. It was in my first house. 
that I ever bought in Babel, Long Island. And the donations are not paying for a piano. The donations are hopefully going to pay for Final Cut Pro, which I'm going to get so I can edit promos for the show and try and get my fat ass on like a news network like CNN, MSNBC. I don't care. So I, Final Cut Pro is about $400. I like to get a camera. That's about $500. I'm not using your money to pay for a piano. That I promise. <laughs> All right. None of this makes any sense to me. So he's trying to raise as much money as possible. I assume he has bills. He has other needs. Does he take the money and put it in a separate account and make sure that only goes towards software? And also, and I'm not trying to be a big shot here, but he can't afford fucking software. He has to raise money to buy the software that he needs. He can't afford I'm not going to waste your money with something stupid like moving a piano. I'm going to do it with a chance for me to somehow be on CNN. Yes. You're not going to be on CNN. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. This is such a harebrained idea that he has. I love the fact that he has to raise money for a camera and software to which he says is less than $1,000. You don't have a th- you don't have a credit for $1,000. You can't buy you can't physically buy this shit now. That's amazing. First off, but then his delusions of grandeur, listen to this. And this is a little bit of a longer clip, but this is him explaining that he has three goals. This is why he needs to raise this money. And I really want to thank you uh, all for all the super chats. Uh, it, it was great. I mean, I appreciate it. It's It all goes to a good cause. I mean, I got two goals. Well, I have three. I have, I have the, uh, I have to get the Final Cut Pro so I can edit things and keep putting them up so I could promote this show on on social media and also cut a nice reel and give it to my agent so I can get it out to some of the networks because really. All right, I'm gonna, I just paused it for a second. John, just having Final Cut Pro doesn't create a reel for you. You also have to be able to have good footage to choose from and learn how to edit with the software. I don't know who's going to do this for you. John's terrible with computers. He's going to start using Final Cut Pro? That's going to be his first take on using software? Here's how stupid Stuttering John is. Hey, John, this is real advice. Carl's been doing this for you for a year. (laughs) He's caught every funny thing you've ever said. You just don't realize it's funny because you're stupid. He's made you a real clip. Go through every show, take all the cuts that he does of you saying dumb shit, and sell that to people. If they think you're doing it on purpose, you'd get hired. Ask someone of their subreddit to do it. They'd They'd do a pro bono for you. Be a fun project. Literally, you cut his clips for him every week. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. All right, I'm just backing that up a little bit. Let's listen to the rest of this. Really, think about it, people. Who would be better for a CNN or MSNBC to have in Washington to confront all these politicians than me? There is literally no- everybody. Literally every single person would be better at that than you. There is no one more tenacious and able to sneak in to, to places. I've done it before for Howard Stern. I will do it again for America because I really think it's necessary. And so I'm so I need that. I need my camera so I could look a lot cuter than I do already. And I need a phone system. Those are the three things. So I appreciate. Everyone donating through Super Chats. There's my PayPal. There's so much wrong with this clip. 
he, he's been talking about this phone oh, system. Oh, you did it 20 years ago. Yeah, you, okay, the wheel exists. It's already, on the, it's already on the internet. Everyone has seen you interview celebrities. It, it's already out there. They know you. Yeah, and by the way, no, I know offense, but no, nowadays nobody wants to hear you just go, hey, uh, how's your balls? Like, that's your interview process. Right. It's kind of tired now. And he says, he's been saying this for close to a year. He needs money to buy a phone system so that he can take calls on his show. And this is the guy who needs Final Cut Pro. Do you not know that you can just get a Google voice number and allow anyone to call you at any time? There's so many ways to do this with software. Skype can take fucking phone calls, you moron. What do you think? Why do you need a phone system? What are you talking about? Does he have no staff at all? No, everyone's abandoned him. When he started doing this podcast, he had his buddy Royce was his co-host, and he had another guy who was actually an engineer and producer, and they were in a studio, which was in Royce's arcade. He has lost everything. He is by himself. Sense. <laughs> it does make sense. <laughs> it does. It's, it's how it should have happened. I was actually sadder that if there were people there believing in him, I feel better that no one believes in him. Well, he does have these moderators, and he talks about Nikki B and... You know, poor Nikki B. She doesn't know any better. But there's this other dude who I call Hockey Puck. And Hockey Puck has been modding for him. But not only modding for him, he comes into our Discord, into our subreddit. He listens to our show. And he goes back to John and says, this is what they're saying about you. And Carl said this. And, and this happened and that happened. Which I find, I just, I don't like snitches. I don't like tattletales. I find that very annoying. If John wants to know what I'm saying, he can just listen to the fucking show. Would that be the easier fuck way? Fuck you, hockey puck. That's Pat Oates. Yeah, mention me on your stupid show. So here's something that's interesting, though. People have been noticing that uh, hockey puck has been missing lately from the show. Love it. Nikki B is here. Thank you, Nikki, for being my moderator. Now that Sean is out of the country. Sean is out of the country. Now, this is weird because Sean lives in Canada. Hockey puck lives in Canada. And he's like, well, he's out of the country. What does that have to do with moderating YouTube? What does that have to do with the internet? What country is he in? Antarctica? Where, where is he not getting the internet? This doesn't make any sense. I think he's abandoned them. That's what my guess. I'm hoping. I need an international phone system so I can speak to him. <laughs> uh, you, Wi-Fi can't reach across the Atlantic, dummy. <laughs> signal doesn't reach. You think, you think Wi-Fi has a car? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Oh man. And then uh and then Stuttery John threatens once again to uh, sue me. And and it's so weird. He's talking about me. This is Andy the trucker who gets him going on this. But he's so stupid. Um Carolyn Garman, Andy the Trucker, thanks for the two ninety-nine. Uh some show went after my grandchild today. Well, that would be kind of impossible since I don't have any grandchildren. But, uh, yeah, if, uh, you know, but thanks for letting me know. Because if they do go after any of my kids, they're going to have a lot of problems. And I do know where that idiot lives. I have his address, phone number, and everything else. He is talking about me right now, by the way. So he will be served, if that's the case. Um, My kids are minors, okay? Just keep that in mind, you idiots. And uh, and they don't ask to be in the public eye. They do not, uh, you know, they're not, you know, out there on TV. 
this is what pisses me off. And this has happened before. I've seen this a lot of times. Someone talks about their children on their show. And then you talk about them talking about their children. It's like, you're going after my kids. No, you made this the conversation. I don't give a fuck about your kids. I like goofing on your show. It sucks. So when you talk about your kids couldn't make it over for Christmas because they thought you had COVID, I'm going to talk about that. That's funny. And I mean, a good thing that his kids don't want to be in the public spotlight because they are Suttering John's kids. Oh. So they never will be. So it's fantastic. Right. Like it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. He thinks he's a celebrity. He's like, my kids didn't ask for this level of celebrity that I have. What are you talking about, John? You're a has-been. What, what if you, this what happens you to a celebrity, you address it to the masses. You don't just go, hey, Carl, cut it out. <laughs> like, that's what you're doing. Well, it's it's crazy to me because I there was this other podcast that I had a little feud with years ago who the same thing. Like somebody put in the comments section of their podcast, this woman talks about her kids too much. And she got on her show. She's just like, this woman's talking about my kids. We got to take her down. She doxed her because of it. It's like, dummy. You're talking about your kids on your show. You're making it the topic. It's. I just did uh, a show. I just did an appearance with Drew and Mike, and we were talking about Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips gets on her podcast and talks about how her 12-year-old just came out as gay and goes by the pronouns they, them. It's like, d- what are you doing? Why are you talking about your 12-year-old's personal business? Why are you making this part of the show and, and part of the, the conversation that we're all having, you fucking moron? Keep this shit private. John, keep your shit private with your kids if you don't want us talking about it. If you don't mind us talking about it, then please tell us all about it. I'm happy to use this fodder. So you want us to listen to it, but we can't discuss it. Right. We can't have an opinion on it, but we have to listen to your drivel. It's ridiculous. Either let your kids talk about themselves and we'll listen to them, or shut the fuck up. Or shut the fuck up. And then, once again, and I brought this up before, but... When you get sponsors to your podcast, they will send you product so that you can use it and talk about it and know what you're talking about. So John got Manscaped and decided that was going to be the Christmas gift for his son. I want to thank my sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, I can't wait till my son comes over tomorrow or Sunday to open up his Manscaped kit that I bought for him. I want to thank betonline.ag. <laughs> to open up his Manscaped kit that I bought for him. You fucking liar. You just said I want to thank my sponsor, Manscaped. And they're like, and by the way, I bought him a Manscaped. That would be a break even for you, John. That's probably how much they paid you to read their ad. So that doesn't make any sense at all. You just gave him your free swag. Yes. Like, you just you gave him your kid. I, anyway, I thought his kids weren't old. They're minors. He's shaving his balls? I know. None of it makes any sense. That's why we have to talk about it, Pat. <laughs> and your kid's not coming over. <laughs> That's why we have to talk about it. When my kid comes over Saturday, Sunday, or whenever my kid finds out I exist, or he can shave his balls with me. I got two uh, nose trimmers, which, by the way, are an amazing product. But I got two of them for Manscaped, so I gave one to my brother as a goof. <laughs> I wasn't just like, hey, look what I got for you. I was thinking about you all December. Check this out. Hey, son, I've been thinking about your dick a lot. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's a gift. You're not going to believe what I got you. It makes your dick look bigger by comparison. Now, our, now ours look the same, son. <laughs> Shave down the bush. The chicks love it. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, my gosh. I One more thing, Pat. Are you able to hang out for a second? Yes. There's one more thing that I have to talk about. You don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. 
because that's absurd. Pat, you're familiar with our friend Patrick Michael, right? Yes. So Patrick Michael is hosting this show called The Briefcase that we all enjoy quite a bit. He put out an episode very recently that was uh, 45 minutes or so, and he's really going off the deep end here. He's getting very upset with people messaging him on Instagram and making comments. It's actually getting a little bit boring and repetitive, to be honest with you, because it's kind of the same episode every fucking time now. It's like, oh, so-and-so said I suck at podcasting. Okay, well. It's going to happen. I don't know what to tell you, especially when you (laughs) keep encouraging it. But I have to play a couple clips because he did come up with a new name for our podcast that I thought was pretty fun. Carl from that. I don't even remember what it is. Who are these pussies or something? I don't even remember. It's some ridiculous podcast uh, that reviews other podcasts. And they really like me a lot. So it's kind of nice. That is true. We do really like you a lot. We are pussies. Who are these pussies? It's not oh, bad. He doesn't know what the name is, but he did it dead on. Like, who are these pussies? Like, oh. if you didn't know, you go like something about pussies or a garbage can thing. He knows exactly <laughs> your name. Oh no, he thought that that was a sick burn, and uh, he's got okay. no- he's got another one for us. I just imagine if I was to actually ever speak to Carl or hear his voice, it would be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? You guys want to play dodgeball or foursquare or something? I got this really sweet red ball. We can go play in the sand, maybe. Want to play in the sand?" Daddy said I could play in the sand. So if you want to come along, that'd be cool. I I really like to have some friends. Anyways, (laughs) I love it. I don't care. And I don't care. And he doesn't care. What's sad about that is that there are a lot of things to make fun of me about. I can't pronounce the word exactly. Exactly right. It was pretty good. I I tried. I I tried that time. I tried to picture it in my head. I was waiting. So I would say it correctly. But I, there's a lot of things. If you just look at the picture of me on the internet, there's like 18 things right there you can make fun of me for. And this guy comes up with like, oh, do you guys want to play volleyball? Like, that, There's no reality there. What, what are you talking about? It's not a very One good One thing you do have is a voice for radio and podcasting. Anyone that's listened to this knows your voice fits perfectly for it. And he did a voice that's not even yours. Then said, if there was any way he could ever hear your voice, he bets it's out. There's a way, <laughs> sir. <laughs> It's a fucking way. <laughs> As a show that you just fucking mentioned, you can hear it every day. <laughs> no, it's it's really just the laziest. It's sophomoric and not well executed. I think he could do better. He's a, he's a young boy, right? Isn't he young? He's in his thirties. Oh God! I'm I know. Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's the thing that like everybody. 19. Oh God! That's the thing that everybody's like. Oh, that changes everything. I thought we were just goofing on a 22-year-old. It's like, no, no, no. This guy has two kids and is in his 30s. And this is how he behaves. This, this is, how is he his career him. that he's ruining. This is how he carries himself. I hope him and his kids manscape together as well. <laughs> Don't talk about my kids, Pat! I'm going to sue the shit out of you. Don't talk about my kid's dick. I'll talk about my kid's dick and the gift I fucking fake gifted him. Don't you talk about it. That's the other really funny thing. Don't you react to the worst gift a father's ever given a son ever. (laughs) That's the other really funny thing is that he's talking about, uh, (laughs) he's talking about suing me for talking about his kid. He's in a lawsuit with SiriusXM right now. I don't think he can open up a ton of more lawsuits at this time. He's probably stretched thin. I'll, I'll open that lawsuit once uh, my kid visits me and I give him this new uh, thing of blue chew. Blue chew for my child. Because <laughs> my kid wants to be out of that speed. Weed. If you're going to shave it. 
Uh, all right, so Patrick Michael is talking all about these direct messages he's getting and these comments he's getting on Instagram. And a guy named Carlos messages him. And so he's got a joke for that. You know, his default picture is the Batman logo. So all I know is his name's Carlos and he must be a fan of DC. So all I say to him is I say, hey man, how did you manage to find the time to use the family computer when you obviously live in a house with 65 other people? Okay, making a joke at the fact that he's Mexican. Ta-da, that's how you do it, folks. And I did it quick, so don't give me shit for it not being great, all right? I don't put that music in. That's his show, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> all right, Pat, did you follow that joke? Hey, but he did the Matt Heath style he of did. comedy. He explained the joke. He explained the joke. He's joke is your name is Carlos, so you have to live with a lot of people. Usually that joke is about being in a car with a lot of people, like like 18 Puerto Ricans in a Hyundai. It's not usually 46 Mexicans in a house. But I kind of knew what he was saying. They, they, they all don't move out from each other. Well, the thing that confused that. me, I don't know why he leaned into the Batman logo thing. He goes, he's a Batman, Batman logo. Thing nothing to do with it. He's into DC. So I said, you live with 46 family members. And I was like, I, I didn't understand that. I didn't know if there was like a thing with DC fans that they have big families. Are they Mormon? I, mean, I, don't, I guess I don't know. If, he, if he was going for the two reasons why you live at home, you're Mexican and you like comic books. I, I guess you could go there like, to, to double whammy right. living in your own basement, but I don't think he was really going there. That's how you craft a joke. And what's funny is he even says, I did it very quickly. That's why it wasn't very good. Pat had less time than you did to figure out what the angle should be. But when somebody responds with a laughing emoji, so he'll respond to someone with something like that, like a, a, a sweet quip like that. And if somebody responds with a laughing emoji, that proves that Patrick Michael wins. I guess what I'm saying is you know you feel like you win when you can you can respond to whoever this person is that thinks they know you and you can also get them to accept the fact that oh you are funny because he can't deny that now no matter how much he hates everything i do i made you laugh buddy that's a win that's a that's a win in my column for sure <laughs> so when oh. you put a laughing emoji on social media, does that mean that you actually laughed at something? I'll oh, open this to the this poor man. Oh, <laughs> they he think they think you're retarded and you're a waste of time. Yes. Like that that's why you put it. You put it like when someone says something you're like, "Oh, this is this is going nowhere. Let me just put the laugh face so this is the way I end the conversation." Because if they thought it was good, they would have said like good one or you got me on that or tried to go back and forth with you they realized they were battling a retarded person and they're like here's a face that'll make you happy a little tired and then went away it's not not good it's like when you're texting with a chick that you like and she just responds with a thumbs up and ends the conversation you're like ah oh. you're not like or, taking a victory lap like oh the chick liked the thing that i texted her there's a girl that you're kind of scared of and she texts you and she tries to be funny and it gets real scary because she thinks she has to go dark because you're a comic and then you just write like a laughing face and then block her it's like that <laughs> just like that all right so someone else pretending to be someone they aren't messaged him on insta and talked about his five dollar headphones that he was all proud of that we documented on last week's episode so this is a weird flex here. And they were talking about my $5 headphones. <laughs> oh, God. 
talking about my $5 headphones and how I should get real headphones and my fiance should buy them for me for Christmas or and I should get a real job. Just real clever, classy stuff, okay? So I, I literally didn't, I didn't waste any time, okay? I, I could have sat there and, and wrote some bullshit back to him, right? Take my time and respond. Be like, cool jab, man. Cool jab. Feels like a rabbit punch, though, but cool jab with the headphone talk. What the fuck do you mean? Like, I do... I have a wall of headphones, as priorly mentioned, and I do this by myself most of the time. Ben, he's got a whole wall of headphones. How dare you make fun of his cheap headphones? They might be cheap, but he's got a hundred of them. It's made of headphones. Like, the entire thing is just built wall-to-wall of headphones. That's all it is. <laughs> thing with headphones. I, my favorite thing about it is that three times he always says he did something quick. Yes. But takes the longest time possible to tell you he did something quick. Like, why Why are you now not being quick? If you're so quick and you're bragging about it, why don't just be quick and show us this quickness instead of recapping the quickness with slowness? I've never once, and I've been proud of things that I've tweeted and stuff. I've never once come on here and told you the sick tweet that I had. You should have seen what I put out when Trump got kicked off Twitter. It was so witty and funny. Let me recap it for you. If I've ever mentioned anything on social media, it's because someone else wrote something funny. Right. I'm like, you guys need to go check this out. I've never gone, this guy wrote this thing, and then I put LOL. That's it. So this That's guy. That was quick. No, it was quick. This guy who called him out for having $5 headphones, what Patrick Michael decided to do was to video call him. I guess this is a feature on Instagram that you can do a direct, direct video call. And uh, this is him talking about that. This is not your regular phone call. Okay? This is a visual. And, of course, I lose it. I said many of things that I really wouldn't say to anybody other than somebody I'm willing to fight, for sure. And um, let's just say he didn't get many words out. This is a guy who doesn't care when you tell him he sucks. He had a video call this guy back and motherfuckers that they were going to have a street fight over it. And by the way, this guy who did this is uh, El Bad Hombre, which I'm trying to bring on the show. He said he would come on the show and tell us all about this video chat that he had with Patrick Michael. I, you're unmuted on my end, buddy. If you want to unmute yourself, feel free to come on the show. Hey, what's up, Carl? Hey, there he is. What, what, what hey. uh, name do you go by, sir? Uh, I don't really care. El Bad Hombre. El Bad Hombre. So, or you can just call me a beaner. All right, beaner. That's easier for me. Thank you. Uh, so, beaner, you messaged Patrick Michael. What did you say specifically to, to Patrick? All right. So, let me get the uh, screenshot of the messages because he left out the greatest part, which was the ending. Okay. So, I sent him a he message. He seems to be the kind of guy that leaves the greatest parts out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's the hero of his own stories. Okay, so I sent him a picture of the fat head headphones that he was bragging about. I went to Five Below to check them out, and they were just a piece of shit. They were cheap plastic. Yeah, you think? $5 wall- headphones for Five Below suck? Oh, shit. They're not Bose? Yeah, I know. And then I told him that he should have told his fiance to buy him a better pair for Christmas. And then I told I sent him a picture of my headphones and told him that that's what real headphones look like. Why don't you get a real job? Maybe then you can afford good things. LMAO, 
you Section 8 housing, trailer trash, shit game show podcast hosting, red hat stepchild ass bitch. <laughs> that didn't go over. <laughs> and he was upset by this? <laughs> I can't believe Apparently. it. <laughs> All right. So he then video, or did this go back and forth a little bit first? Uh, no, not really. I sent him the message and then I was uh, going to record a voice message to send him just to fuck with him. And that's when I got the first call from him. All right, so let me play you. Uh, he's talking about video calling you, and he tells a fun story about it. They, they took a jab at the fact that I had my shirt off and called me a homosexual. <laughs> Peter! <laughs> Good job, Peter. <laughs> Gay? So, yeah, he had his shirt off for some reason. That shit was fucking weird. I didn't expect them to fucking... <laughs> That Show is... up without a fucking shirt, start screaming at me, calling me a faggot. <laughs> that is weird. You must be trying to date you. <laughs> I think he was. He needed a diaper on the fly. You know what's so funny about all of this? <laughs> nobody gets more shit. I shouldn't say nobody. <laughs> but I get more shit from people on the internet than a lot of fucking people. Like I, I get legit people threatening me who found my phone number and text me directly. And if I get a message like that, I'd be laughing my ass off. That's one of the funniest fucking things. How does this guy have no sense of humor to want to fight you? That was a very funny message. Like, literally, I would have responded by mentioning one of the things and going, that part wasn't cool. As a joke, I would have let everything <laughs> right. else go and then brought up one Who's thing. Because I would have appreciated the effort you put into it. Yes. For him to go, I'm going shirtless and bringing it to a new level is insane. <laughs> well, he goes on to explain that this call that he made really scared our buddy Beaner. You know, of course, I blocked this person. And, you know, he can go tell his friend how cool it was, but also tell him how scared he was to answer the fucking phone and show his face. Tell him that, too. Don't forget to mention that. Don't forget to mention that, Beaner. Is that true? Were you scared? All right. That that was not true, man. I didn't answer the first call because I was trying to set up a way to record it on the phone. Smart. <laughs> and yep. ultimately, I did figure it out, but I, it didn't record audio. Damn so it. I just got the video of him just uh, walking in circles in his apartment. You posted pictures of it in our Discord. I saw them. He was very pixelated. It seems like he doesn't have a really strong Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. It reminded me. I was laughing so hard. That's why I could, I could barely get a word in. It reminded me of when he was on Kill Tony and they were shitting on him for his internet connection. Right. And I kept telling him to go fix his fucking internet. So then he did call you and he says that he fucking uh, called you out hard, though. Oh, oh yeah, he did. I, I was scared. Oh, Beaner, well done, my friend. Anything else that uh, that you want to say about your experience here? Uh, not really. I just don't understand why he says he doesn't care so much. And then he fucking calls me and yeah. he's like, hey, man, where are you at? Where do you live at? I've got a car. I can drive over there, man. Like, all right. <laughs> you don't sound like someone that doesn't fucking care. That, I'm glad you brought that up because I listened to this episode and he goes back and forth between I block everyone. This person sent me this thing. I just block them to I like to engage in long threads and go back and forth. I'm so quick and I have all these quips and I go back and forth. It's like, well, which is it? He, he's so confused about how he deals with this shit. He doesn't even know. 
Yeah, he it's doesn't almost even know. like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> it seems like that. Yeah, he's a crazy person. Why are you trying to break down this crazy person? <laughs> I love when I have someone like Pat confronting him, but just stay away from that person. You just block that person. They're nuts. That person called you and said, "I'm going to drive to your house and fight you." <laughs> stay away from that thing. That's a bad thing, Carl. Get away from this thing. This yeah. is a terrible thing. I'm glad you said that because I was going to put this out there on this show, and I don't know that I have the ability to even control any of this, but I think it'd be fun if everyone just stopped messaging him all at once. No more communication at all. Cause he's been bitching about it for the last couple of weeks. Now, if it all dried up, would he then be upset that he's not getting attention? I think that would might be only fun. gets listens because of you. No Correct. one knows who the fuck he is. They listen so they can have their, they're doing their homework to listen to you. <laughs> yes. So, I know. Then, so if you just said, done with him we're not doing it if you did that to him and stuttering john the two of them would have to live together (laughs) (laughs) can i produce that reality show please Uh, you can real podcasters of uh where does john live again it's some shithole in la anyway canoga park canoga park real live inside a manscape box Uh, all right, a couple more things from uh, Patrick Michael. And I have to wonder, does this does the same thing happen to other people? Are other podcast podcasters dealing with um, or anybody who's doing anything creative and on their own? Do they deal with it? Yes. The answer is yes. I guarantee you I get more threats than you do. I got shit on by this show, and then Carl and I became friends. <laughs> right. Yes, that's how you deal with it. Sometimes you act like a human being <laughs> when, it's, when it happens. Um, all right. So he gets very confused now because now he's talking about, I would be nothing without him. Patrick Michael is saying this. But then he realizes that I have 50 times the number of Patreon supporters that he does. So then he realizes mid-sentence that what he's saying isn't correct, and he tries to stop and change course, but he has a very hard time with it. Even just the one, the leader, you're not very organized. This isn't working. Whatever your goal is, I don't see it. I don't see you getting to it. Because, dude, whoever is listening to your show has came and listened to my show and then also stayed. Because if uh, if you have this 800 plus Patreon following, how come I'm not ha- <laughs> Dude. Now that would be an issue. Right? What, what would be an issue? What? 800 people going and listening to your shit and telling you that it sucked. That's a lot of people. Could somebody translate that for me? I'm lost. I'm completely lost on that one. Just realized how many... So yeah, reaction. And his whole soul dropped and he was just like oh fuck does that mean at one point 800 people listened to me and he didn't know what to do with the, he i think in reality he thinks you might add 40 and he has 20 or something and he was like hey oh fuck 800 people have heard this oh shit that's crazy right He's like that's what happened patrick it's worse than that we only have a small percentage of people who listen to the show who support us on patreon thousands and thousands of people have heard us making fun of you on this show. And not all of them go to check out your show and go, Carl was wrong. This guy is great. No, they just took it for granted. 
<laughs> just just a few maybe do that. Just a few. I mean, you're obviously nice about it. Every time I've been on, you're like, you know Patrick Michael, right? I'm like, only from this. Well, right. I wouldn't know him from anywhere else. <laughs> I know. It's, you're like, we love him, but you know you don't. But it's it's hilarious. He just gulped on that, like that 800. Like it was just it was a hard. Gulp. Yeah. So then he gets into because people who listen to this show listen to his show. He can then extrapolate who those people are by looking at his anchor.fm uh, analytics, which is crazy. This is another one where I actually asked the Discord, like, you guys hear this episode? What the fuck's he talking about? I can see the numbers. I can see the numbers. In fact, I could even see the city, maybe the town in which you're listening. But hey. Would I really go through all that trouble? Would I be the guy to go through all that trouble? Do I have that kind of time to go through all that trouble? It's just so much extra work, folks. But hey, who knows what I'm doing in the times when the episodes aren't coming out? Who knows what I'm doing, right? You guys know I'm not doing anything, right? You're, you're for sure. You know I'm just staring at a wall. So the ominous music comes in. I think he's threatening me or our listeners or someone. I think it's another basketball challenge. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So I thought he was trying to be funny at first, like tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Then he just really leaned into him, like, oh, he's threatening people. Oh, yeah. In fact, I want to get back to that clip, but let me play you this because he brings in scary voices to make it even more ominous sounding. Because as this person who I called got to see, I'm not um regular <laughs> regular ah <laughs> uh, period you'll get it you're also not good at podcasting <laughs> your podcast stinks your podcast stinks so that does podcast hitman thinks that he's maybe talking about him if he's talking about finding out where people live, what city they're in. I live in Rochester. I've mentioned this many, many times. I'm in the city of Rochester, New York. I've mentioned this many, many times. This is not a mystery. I don't know how Anchor.fm Analytics is going to help you kick somebody's ass. I, I, I really don't understand that at all. And Patrick, here's the point. I guess here's the point that I want to make. Tough guy. Have a little bit of fun. Have a little bit of fun. This could have been a wild ride, you and I, if you would have had just a little bit of fun with this, like Pat's talking about. Who knows? You and I could be like doing crossover episodes for each of our Patreons right now, like I did with Dick Masterson this week. Like, we could have just had a little bit of fun. I made fun of Dick's show. I made fun of Pat's show. Have some fun with it, asshole. Stop threatening people. It's weird. I just think he doesn't know how to have fun. He's obviously got a social issue, so therefore he thinks that this is being taken as fun because people are listening. And I really do think he, he would never fight. It doesn't sound like a fighting person. I think he wanted, he wanted Beaner to like embrace him. He like be, he wanted Beaner to be yeah. excited that he got a call from his hero. Like, <laughs> in his, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, Ooh, wow. I'm getting a call from Patrick Michael. He doesn't know what he's doing. So he thinks, Oh, I'll do the saw voice thing or I'll do it. He's just grasping at straws. Once again, I love it when Pat comes on because He's got a clarity to things. He sums it up perfectly. He looks at it from afar. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't see the label. I'm inside the jar. But Pat comes in and he says, Carl, this is what's going on. And I think you're spot on with your analysis, my friend. I do want to mention. That being said, you should make sure you have a restraining order. This guy is fucking <laughs> yeah, good point. scary. 
I do want to mention that you can hear <laughs> Pat Oates on POS. And uh, I did the POS a month or two ago. It was a ton of fun. And uh, you can love find you on, man. It was great. Yeah, that was a... I, I love the format of your show. Uh, you know, a lot of people in podcasting haven't figured out a format that's fun and interesting and you bring people on. You know, the interview style format sucks, as you could tell from the, the 1000 comics. Like, two nobodies talking to each other about how amazing they are is not compelling content. But if you get people on and it's part of a, a format that you have that's interesting and, and it brings jokes out and gives you a jumping off point, then you can have a really good time with it. And Pat... I do, uh, I do love your show POS. It's a lot better than Pat Oates is sad. Your your previous show, and, and uh, I appreciate. It. I learned <laughs> a lot from this show, and from also that POS came from my pilot on Compound. And when there wasn't a chance for it to get picked up, I'm like, I still like the concept, so I got a co-host and an announcer, and we're having fun doing it every week. Yeah, and you should check out Pat Oates' YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. There's no reason not to. Every time there's a fun new video out, you'll be notified of it, and you can check it out. Or not. If you, you don't, want to do. I will Instagram call you and take my shirt off and scream at you. <laughs> oh my God, would you please? <laughs> For the first uh, color number 10, cost? <laughs> color number 10 will get Pat Oates to take his shirt off and scream at you. Believe me, every single caller will get that, whatever you want. It's like <laughs> Pat Oates, it's always fun. Please check out his YouTube channel. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show it's the subreddit news. <laughs> news from the subreddit. Regarding Joe's appearance with Andy on last week's episode, Keanu Creams asks, does Andy actually have a brother Joe? Is this just Andy doing a slightly different voice? Fartpocalypse Now answers, Andy's brother Joe is actually just a parasitic twin that manifested as a small disfigured face growing out of the left side of Andy's stomach. Fudgical 2018, it's so weird that they sound so much alike. It's like Marge Simpson's sisters. Pixels at Dawn wonders, which one is the woke one? The Jerry Banfield segment got have eggs instead thinking. Imagine being Jerry's wife, trying to make enough money so the family isn't living in cardboard boxes at the side of the street. And all she can hear while trying to work is Jerry screeching like a retard at a bunch of 12-year-olds online while he plays video games. Turbo7049 posts this about the WATP chicks. I don't mind any of the chicks except Chrissy. Vic amuses me and has provided J.O. material, so props to that. Casey is trying to get comfortable and has potential, but needs to bring it in the J.O. material department. Jen's all right. She's giving Carl an unenthusiastic hand job by coming on to help. It's not her thing, but she's still being a good wife and giving that hand job when asked. Chrissy can say amusing things, but calling herself a comedian annoys the piss out of me. To which Gamron WV offers, no one asked, but thanks anyway. And Turbo reveals, it was a slow play to get Casey to post news, which prompts Get Sipowitz to ask, what does Casey look like? Anyone have a visual? And Dirt Merchant 1980 answers, like the color beige, if it were a person. And finally, summing up the spirit of the subreddit news itself, Skizzer proclaims, us soldiers of the subreddit must continue to support and persevere in the hopes of receiving more pictures of review girls in cow outfits. We salute the soldiers of the subreddit. Fearless, tireless, friendless, not on WATP's watch. Carry on. Thank you for that update on all things. WATP subreddit and if uh, you're not on there you should check it out it's a lot of fun people 
have fun uh, posting photoshops of me and then uh, tearing me apart. And then nice I, folks. <laughs> and then I get enraged. I want to murder everyone. Um, all right, we're going to cut things a little bit short today. I don't have a teaser. I'm not going to play the outro. Pat, I will let you go, buddy, if you want to go. We're going to listen to some voicemails and, and read some reviews real quick. All I want to say is whoever on the subreddit said someone was the color beige It was a person, you are a fucking hilarious person. That's a great line. That was a great um, line, especially describing our friend Casey, the review girl. Good segue. But, guys, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate Dude, it. thank you so much. We'll have you on again soon, buddy. Thanks, Pat. See you, Pat. Casey. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I have a question for you, Carl. Okay. Um, how many nudes have you gotten from your female fans? I've gotten zero nudes from female fans. Yeah. I'm not doing. I'm doing something wrong. What about the male fans? <laughs> male fans, a few. To be honest with you. <laughs> you know how many nudes I've gotten from your female fans? How many, Carl? How many? One. You've gotten one. Yeah, I've gotten some tits. Nice. How is that? How is it that our bisexual review girl gets more tits than I do? Is it because I come off as a creep? <laughs> Could that be it? Yeah, I wonder why that is, Carl. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Casey, as you know, I do want to go watch the Bills game already in progress. So uh, if you could, let's let's do some reviews real quick. I, there's not a lot of one star reviews that have just come in. Um, <laughs> Great. Why? Why right, is that? What did I? What did we do this time? I don't, I don't even Joe. know. I really because it's not like that last podcast had any listeners. So, right. First one. Um, hacks. Hey, stop piggybacking off of other people's hard work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yep. Next one. Yeah, exactly. Who are these guys? A bunch of Gen Xers spamming a soundboard over podcasts that are actually better than they are. Really bad guys. Stick to being Walmart greeters. That's your true calling. Boo! <laughs> Be more funny. Don't say shit for attention. It's not cute. That's gross. Masturbate. I don't know what they're talking about. That's the first time they called a Gen X. Yeah, I, I was hoping you caught that. Yay! <laughs> I'm not a boomer. I got it right this time. Um, all right. Garbage personalities. Can you imagine being stuck in the same room with these guys? No wit, just arrogant ignorance. 10 minutes was all I could stand. Felt like an eternity. Vomit has more charm. Bye forever. Arrogant ignorance. That's a pretty good summation of my personality. I like yeah, that. No, I, they did a good job. That is pretty good. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, just wanted to give this podcast one star. <laughs> oh, boy. And then this next one, let me know if you're confused by it. Um, abhorrent. The first podcast I listened to by them was episode 35. There's bones in the chocolate, and I was shocked. They say the word retarded probably 100 times and enjoy making jokes about people with intellectual disabilities, mm. not to mention Retards. racist and sexist jokes and yeah. relishing the disturbing crimes committed against women. There is something deeply disturbing about this podcast and the men making it. I discourage anyone from listening to this. Yeah. Any, anyone without a sense of humor should not listen to this. It would be very scary. Oh, so you didn't know what jokes your were. episode 35 was not called There's Bones in the Chocolate. I've never heard this of that. This is a review yeah. for last podcast on the left. Uh, <laughs> is that what that is? 
That's funny. But someone like made it uh, two days ago on your podcast. How did you find out which podcast that was? That's impressive. I just Googled it. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) I'm like, wow, what a sleuth. She's like, no, no, you just copy and paste it, put it into Google. All right. It's amazing what the internet can do for you. Forgot about that. Um, All right, two more reviews, then we'll be done. Oh, a running gag is making fun of stuttering John for being too lazy to clean his apartment that could be featured on A&E Hoarders. Carl, with a C, can't make the effort to wear a mask during a pandemic. Hypocrite, five out of five. Beautiful. I love it. All right, and last one, five star. Hot Carla is loser that needs to stop yelling in the mic. Do I yell? That's it. That wasn't from me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. People think I'm yelling over here. Aww. <sighs> Just can't do anything. What are we right. even doing here, Carl? What are, uh, what are we even question. talking about? <laughs> All right, let's listen to some voicemails real quick. And then uh, let's watch some football. Here is somebody who's helping me out with my uh, my phone tree. If you're here to leave a message about the WATP episode music special, press one. If you're here to make fun of the way Carl talks, press two. For all other callers, please stay on the line. We'll be right with you. Your call means a lot to us. Bye-bye. Thank you. I will use that. I appreciate it. Um, all right, this is a voicemail that came in, and there there is a sequel to this voicemail. Carl, there's no link to the Discord on your shitty-ass re- website. This is our buddy Manny, by the way, the guy that I photobombed down in Tampa. Uh, I listened to the last episode, and I got to your audience, so I go to the subreddit, and no one's posted pictures of Vic in a towel costume, so I'm like, okay. I guess I've got to do the one thing I hate, which is join the fucking Discord and scroll <laughs> for these pictures. So I go to whoarethese.com. No no link to the Discord. Uh, I see a link to your Facebook, a link to your Twitter, a, a, a link to your It's on email, the About page. There's a link, link there. I RSS promise RSS feed, Apple Podcasts. About page. Picture, Google Play. Who the fuck uses Google Play for I podcasts? I don't know. And like no no link to Discord though. I hear you say every episode. Oh, go to whoarethese.com. Link to the Discord. Link to the subreddit. That's a good impression the, of me. Who gives a fuck? That's how you do but it. I'm hearing double. I go to your contact page. There's your email. There's your <laughs> PayPal. Right. Who the fuck still uses PayPal? Patreon, Supercast. And then there's a form where I can send you an email directly if I don't know how to use a fucking email link. But no Discord. I found this phone number who are these dot com. But no Discord. I just want to see some milky melters. This guy worked for the Colts. You're you're <laughs> you're promising me stuff that I'm not getting. So uh, just call me back. Give me the link. Send me the pitch directly. I don't matter. We can work it out. Bye. All he wanted to see was Vic in her cow bikini. And I felt bad for Manny that he couldn't find our Discord, but then he called right back. Hi, Carl. Never mind. I called earlier, but I found, uh, I found a link to the Discord server. It was on the Reddit. And uh, I had to do some digging, but I, I found it on the Reddit. And I got to the Discord, and I was able to scroll, 
and I found I found Vic's pitch, so you don't have to send them to me anymore. Okay. I'm trying Call to get back. an erection. <laughs> Actually, that was gross. Uh, Vic's a real person. <laughs> I shouldn't have had those out. That was just me, like, jogging in place and slapping my stomach. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Call me back. I love that realization. Hey, uh, Manny, just so you know, <laughs> all of those girls you jerk off to are real people. <laughs> He's like, well, you know what? This is me. Vic's a real person. They all are. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I thought that was fun. I, I mean, it was a long, long time to, way to get there, but I thought it was fun. Chris is not happy. He wants to watch football. Okay, we're moving. We're moving quickly. This is a good way to piss me off is to leave voicemails like this. Hey, Carl, just letting you know that both Beatles and Weezer fucking suck. Uh, the Beatles, for one, suck because the only people who actually like the Beatles are people who like music history and pre-coming out lesbians, and I have plenty of empirical evidence for that fact. Uh... Weezer fucking sucks because... These are baseless claims. Well, their music fucking sucks. Uh, they have way too many fucking chromosomes in their fucking band to uh, account for anything of uh, decent quality in their music. Uh, I'm blocking your number. Bye. <laughs> first up, first <laughs> up, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he knew. The Beatles objectively don't suck. No, first off, I'm Justin. not Weezer guy. I don't know why everyone thinks I'm Weezer. I'm not Weezer guy, all right? Secondly, <laughs> the Beatles are the greatest band to ever exist. It's not dispute. It's not for debate. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. What the fuck kind of take There's is that? Debate. It's the worst take ever. Oh, if you I like music history and you want to know how George Martin produced the... Blah, 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 blah. Again, you're just leaving a recipe of how to get to you. I know. You know what I like about the Beatles? The songwriting. <laughs> not the songs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, you know what the Beatles are? They're like the ween of the 60s. <laughs> People what? always describe it that way. Uh, this person liked my band Angel Dustin Hoffman. Hey, Carl. It's your boy. Uh, just listened to that Angel Dustin Hoffman song again with you on lead guitar and Croge on vocals. Croge is a really talented singer and you fucking shred, man. Um, just wanted to say I love the show. Um, love Kevin, love Kaya, Doug can suck a dick. No. Um, yeah, man, you, you do real great things for the internet and making pe people feel bad. <laughs> Thank you, really bad voicemail. I'm going to no. hope that you don't play this on the show. It's great. Yeah. It's a great uh, voicemail. Keep up the great work, man. I will. Go kill yourself. Bye. All right. You don't kill yourself either, buddy. Thank you very much for that voicemail. It is appreciated. Everyone loves Angel Dustin Hoffman. That's what everyone's telling me. They're like, the music special? Your best work yet. That's what everyone's telling me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? Getting bombarded with that message. Oh, this is funny. So someone must have left my phone number. Or they probably filled out a form on a dealership's website. Like they were interested in a car. And left the WATP <laughs> hotline phone number on there. Because oh, I got a call back from a car salesman. And then, I don't know, is butt dialing still a thing? I don't know, but I got a dozen calls from this number that were all blank, oh but lasted like 10 to 20 seconds each. This is funny. Hey, Carl. It's Bennett from Mossy Nissan calling to follow up about the 2020 Nissan 6 you're interested in. We do have an year customer cash back for $2,000 and bonus cash on top of that. So it's $2,500 off for even walking the door. 
So if you're interested, please give me a call back. I look forward to speaking with you. That actually is a guy. If we had more time, that's a guy that I would call back on the show. That would have been fun. It doesn't sound like he looks forward to speaking with you. <laughs> you don't think so? That Nissan 6 sounds like a fucking ripoff, sir. Are you trying to rip me off, sir? Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, remember Teresa? Casey, you remember Teresa? Of course. Of course. You won the battle to become the review girl. <laughs> Teresa hasn't called into the show in a while with her uh, Midwestern accent, but she's back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carl, it's Teresa. Long time no oh, call. Hey there. No, I hey don't there, get why everybody is poo-pooing on the whole Christmas episode. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny that you're playing Glory Days and then a bunch of Less Than Jake. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird playing uh, Anthrax's Bring the Noise back-to-back. But I don't know. I didn't think it was too bad. But, yeah, just wanted to pose a question to you. Um, I'm pretty much convinced that... Patty Seacups is the room equivalent of podcasting. And since they had, what was that asshole's name? Uh, James Franco, play him in that fucking movie. Who do you think would be Patrick Michael if... All right, call me back. All right, so I think the question is, James Franco played Tommy Wiseau. Who would play Patty Seacups? I have the answer. Danny Bonaducci. I don't know who that is, Carl. You don't know Danny Bonaducci? Right, who do you think would be good no. to play Patrick Michael in a movie? Danny DeVito? <laughs> That's so mean. It was meaner than what I said. I thought what I said was pretty mean. <laughs> wow. Charlie Day or Danny DeVito? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, one of those two. <laughs> oh, boy. And you're a dick. Gilbert Banfield, he's such a fucking retard. He doesn't understand the easiest way to get out of his debt is become a truck driver and deliver Coca-Cola. But duh. Shout out to Andy. All right, one last voicemail from our buddy Crippled Jesus calling in. Hey, Carl. It's uh, CJ. This voicemail is about the bonus episode for Worst I Guest of the Year. And uh, you, Carl, you didn't really do a good job on selling me on Dennis Rodman's podcast being bad. I'm actually a huge fan of that podcast. Um, but holy shit, the Burt and Tom cast, that, that brings me back. I was having PTSD because I was getting short bus memories, Carl. That... That is truly the biggest piece of shit that I've ever, ever heard. Um, and good job with Fauci for Thank the creep you. of the week. Agreed. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Fauci actually put me in a wheelchair. So everybody go vote for Anthony Fauci on the creep off. Later. Later, CJ. Thank you so much for the call. And I agree. Dennis Rodman's podcast is amazing. That's why I wanted to do it again. Because it's just so funny. Can't talk. And he doesn't understand anything that people are telling him. All right. We got to go. Casey, thank you so much for coming on as always. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Send me more tits, guys. All right. Send more tits to Casey, please. The call has gone out. Were they they nice tits, the ones you got? Oh, yeah. They're great. Nice. Good for you. I don't think you have ugly fans. And you say we don't pay you. We got some tits here. (laughs) Makes it all worth it. All right. Uh, See you guys. This is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye.
Goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye.